It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Wednesday. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Feels like a Friday here because it's my last show of the week. Bats baseball tomorrow. We got horse racing show with EJ and, and the crew on on Friday. So uh, this is it for the week. So I'll give you my derby picks uh, by the end of the show. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450, 384-1450. You want to dial us up? Well, not, nobody dials anymore, do they? You don't dial us up unless you have a rotary uh, mobile phone, a rotary cell phone. I don't know if they make those anymore. But you can reach me if you'd like to join in on the conversation at 384-1450 or the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started. Fresh coffee, delicious donuts, among other things. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Three days till Kentucky Derby 148. Kent Taylor from Wave 3, Wave TV 3, will join me in about 15 minutes. We'll talk all things Derby. He's a busy man this time of year. I'll ask him. I don't know if there's anything extra in his paycheck this kind of this time of year, but there probably should be because you're going to see a lot of Kent, a lot of Connie Leonard, a lot of John Bowl, a lot of Shannon Cogan uh, over the uh, next several days. A lot of Oaks coverage, a lot of Derby coverage on Wave TV 3. So we'll talk to Kent about all that, see if he's got a – Derby and or Oaks winner. And the question I want to know, how missed is Bob Baffert this week at Churchill Downs? Is he missed at all? I don't think Churchill Downs cares. I really don't. I don't think they're in the business of favoritism as far as who does and who does not break the rules. You break the rules, you get caught, and we're, we're going to suspend you. That's it. If Bob Baffert can get suspended, anybody can get suspended. So we'll talk to Kent about all that. It is Star Wars Day. Is Kent a Star Wars guy? I'm not a Star Wars guy. May the 4th is today. Wednesday, May 4th, which makes it May the 4th be with you if you don't understand the reference. Star Wars Day. My wife's big Star Wars fan. My daughter, big Star Wars fan. Yeah, I never got it. I never got it. I didn't get it back in 1970, whatever it was. When the first film came out with Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and, and uh, Carrie Fisher and uh, Chewbacca, Chewbacca, I don't get it. I don't get it. Sci-fi is not my genre. I will watch 10 true crime documentaries on the old Netflix, but I'm not watching Star Wars. I'm not. I'm not watching Lord of the Rings. I know. Flog me. I get it. It's a, it's a classic, right? I'm not watching don't care enough. By the way, my wife's birthday is Saturday. So before I forget, yes, it's Derby Day. Happy birthday, dear. I love you. And that is your gift. That is it. That's your gift. The happy birthday on the radio. Um, but it, it's it's birthday week, actually, is what we call it. Because I'll be going to pick up lunch for her at her choice after the show today. Um, you know, Mother's Day is Sunday. Don't forget, folks. 
Don't forget, Mother's Day is the day after Derby. It doesn't happen very often, but here we are. May 8th is Mother's Day. Go out and get your gift before you go to Thurby, before you go to Oaks, before you go to Derby, because if you don't, Sunday morning's going to get here. You're going to wake up not feeling your best, and you're going to say, oh, my gosh, now I've got to go to CVS and pick out that perfect gift card for my beautiful bride or for my mother. Big week for me. This is a big time of year for me. I got an anniversary. I got a wedding anniversary. Then I got a sister-in-law's birthday a week later. Then I got my wife's birthday and my brother's birthday on the same day a week later. It happens to be Derby Day this year. And then my daughter's birthday late in May. That's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I know they're first world problems, but uh, it's tough. So Derby pick today. I'll get that to you. Um, look, I don't win very many derbies. I don't blame you if you don't listen. Maybe if you're bucking uh, Shavely, you listen to eliminate a couple of horses when I throw them out there. I get it. Playoff basketball uh, kept going last night. Boston beat Milwaukee 109-86. That series is tied at a game apiece. The Celtics were fantastic. But the game of the night, again, was Memphis and Golden State. Memphis evens the series with a 106-101 victory. We had another flagrant two foul, this one on Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies early in the game. He's ejected. Um, Gary Payton, the second, has a broken left elbow as a result of the play. Steve Kerr used the word dirty not only in his post-game press conference but in his in-game interview on uh, TNT last night. Uh, I think the question was, Coach, you expected physical play, and Steve Kerr stopped immediately and said, no, it's dirty play. It's dirty. Now, I know I'm old man. I know I'm grumpy old man. I know I live in the past. But this used to just be playoff basketball. When Michael Jordan came down the lane, Bill Lambeer and Rick Mahorn were going to put him on his hind end. He wasn't getting to the basket. And that was okay because you don't let him get to the basket. If you're going to foul somebody, and a coach will tell you this, coaches still say this, if you're going to foul a guy on a shot, make sure he doesn't make the shot, right? Make sure he doesn't get a three-point play out of this. You foul him, you foul him hard enough that he is not getting that ball up on the rim to have a chance to go in. That is still still considered good basketball today. But the degree of toughness, the uh, let me change that. The degree of physicality that you're allowed to use today has shrunk exponentially in the last 20, 30 years. You used to have enforcers. And Steve Kerr needs to remember that Dennis Rodman was on his team. That Draymond Green is on the team he coaches now. The, yes, uh, Monday night's flagrant two against Draymond Green was not his first. It will not be his last. How many points and rebounds did Draymond Green have Monday night? How many did he have last night? What, were, what was his stat line last night when he played the whole game? He, well, he got elbowed, had stitches, <laughs> inadvertent elbow, got some stitches, flipped off the crowd, going to get fined, got a technical. 
uh, came back in the game. What were his? What's his stat line from last night? Do you know? No, you don't know. Because Draymond Green is not known for his stat line. He should be. He's a terrific basketball player when he plays basketball. He had six points, 10 rebounds, seven assists last night in 32 minutes. That's not bad, not great. He had four turnovers. He played okay. He didn't play great, but he played okay. But that's not the narrative. The narrative is, if I said to you, did you see Draymond Green last night and you didn't watch the game, you would not say to me, oh, no, how many points did he score? Oh, how many rebounds did he get? Did he make a big play at the end of the game to win it? You would say to me, what did he do to get kicked out of the game? What did he do to get a technical foul? What kind of moron, what kind of uh, expletive did he make himself look like? Because that's the reputation now that Draymond Green has. He took an elbow last night, early in the game, after the flagrant foul call on Dylan Brooks that was, you know, look, you hate to see anybody get hurt. You do. You hate to see anybody get hurt. I hate to see people get hurt in an NFL game. I hate to see a fastball inside that breaks a guy's hand because it hits his hand and it's on the bat and it's unfortunate. I hate to see it. I hate to see a guy get hit in the head by a fastball. It's part of the game. Hard fouls should be part of the game. They're not anymore. Can't do it. Can't wind up. You can't make contact with the head. Um, you can't hit somebody. You can't touch anybody while they're in the air. I understand it's dangerous. Guess what? Sports in general are dangerous. They're dangerous. And Draymond Green takes the elbow to under the eye, has to go back, get stitches. Of course, the Memphis crowd is cheering, as a crowd will do when there's an enemy and there's alcohol involved, and both of those are the case here. Draymond Green is obviously the enemy. He's the enemy every road place he plays. Everybody loves Steph Curry. Most people love Klay Thompson. Nobody on the road likes Draymond Green. He's the enemy. He's the guy you go after as a fan. He's the guy you want to boo. You're there to boo him. He gets cheered as blood is coming down his face. Oh, he took it wrong. Post game, hey, I make $25 million. I'll take the fan. He flips off the crowd. <laughs> you don't have to be better than that because he's never going to be better than that. I could sit here and say, oh, you got to be better than that. You can't, you can't react to the crowd. He's always going to be like that. And Tom Izzo can tell me what a great guy he is, what a great guy he was at Michigan State. Oh, if you saw him outside, I don't see him outside of basketball. I see him playing basketball. That's when I see him. And guess what? Not a good guy. Not a good dude. And Steve Kerr needs to remember when he's talking about other teams having dirty players, who he played with. He played with Charles Oakley for a small period of time. He played with Dennis Rodman. He played in the same league where Bill Lambert and Charles Oakley and Rick Mahorn would knock you to the deck, and it was a common foul. Sometimes it wasn't even a foul. But at worst, it was just as a foul. Go shoot your free throws. You're not making a layup. And he's also got to remember that Draymond Green, one of the instigators in the league, one of the most hated players in the NBA, 
the whiniest player in the NBA. Every call against him, he's yelling at the officials. He's on your team, Steve. So before you start accusing other teams of being dirty, might want to watch a uh, film of, of your games. Draymond Green has won three titles. Talk to Tony. We'll talk with Tony Burke on the, on the air about this yesterday. He's won three titles. He's won a Defensive Player of the Year award. He's not known for any of that. He's not. He never will be because he's not going to change. That was a great game last night, by the way. John Morant, 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Um, he was 15 of 31 from the field, 18 points in the fourth quarter, took over the game. And it, and talked about this yesterday, by the way, I was 0 for 2 in my picks. Tony hit both of his, so he had both games the other way. I think he waited to hear my pick so he could just automatically pick the other way. But regardless, John Moran had 18 in the fourth quarter. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. only had 12 and 7. He fouled out late in that game. I thought there's no way they're going to win this game. There's no way they're going to win this game. When Steph Curry banked in a three, a wide-open three, by the way, from the top of the key, I just went, up. Oh, that's it. That's it. When Steph Curry banks in a three, accidentally, mind you, it's just not your night. But I give the Grizzlies credit. John Morant took over. Uh, he made moves, crazy moves again. He's incredible to watch. And at the end of game one, Steph Curry said, in the direction of John Morant, this is going to be fun. Now, I don't think it was anything malicious. I don't think it was, uh, oh, it's going to be fun beating you guys. I don't think that was the message. I think the message was, man, that was 117-116. to 116. Anybody could have won that game. That had to be wildly entertaining to the fans. This, this, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun series. After the game last night, John Morant, you could tell from if you can read lips at all, as uh, they were passing each other after the game, he said, you know, basically he said, you still having fun? Still think it's going to be fun? This series is not fun for either team because it's physical. I would be shocked if we had the last ejection last night. You are not getting to the rim without getting bumped, and that's the way Memphis wants it. Golden State is a finesse team. Pool. Curry, Clay Thompson, they're going to shoot three-pointers. Looney's going to get some putbacks. Wiggins is going to slash to the rim. Um, you know, Draymond's going to be Draymond. He's going to distribute. He's going to rebound. He's going to make a shot once in a while. But they do not want to bang. Memphis has made it clear in this series, we're going to bang you around a little bit. All right, I'll talk more about the Celtics win over the uh, Bucks. Two more games tonight. I can pick two more losers for you. That's easy. Uh, the Reds lose again. The Yankees win again. Are the A's leaving Oakland anytime soon? I think they are. Kent Taylor, Wave 3, joins me after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. 384-1450 is the Eminem Cartage hotline. You can get in that way if you want to. Voice your opinion. If you want to do it by text, hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. Thornton's, uh, don't, download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today. 
Great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Bats baseball, they won last night in Indianapolis 6-3. They'll take on Indianapolis again today on the road, 135. Go on the air right after our show today, 105. And then tomorrow, 1105 early start, so no show tomorrow. Nick Curran will have all the action for you there. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline and bring in our friend from Wave 3, Kent Taylor. Kent, how are you today? Good afternoon, Mr. Spears. How are you? It is afternoon. When you're retired, you don't know the difference between morning, afternoon, or evening. But uh, thank you for updating me. We just slipped into it. We just slipped into it, yes. I appreciate that. How busy? Do you have an off day tomorrow? Let me just start with that. Uh, No, not till Sunday. Not till Sunday. Um, What's tomorrow like for Kent Taylor? Well, it's going to be different because for years we've had the parade. Yeah. And so that takes up most of the stuff. Like I, we didn't even have anything until 11 o'clock sports cash. Usually we might have had a six sometimes. But um, but basically what we're doing is uh, for the next – yesterday I had to do four stories. Today I've got six more to do because <laughs> um, we have to do all these stories for Friday and Saturday. And they have to yeah. be done by a certain time so they can pre-roll – so that's basically it. I've got to do six horse profiles today. Um, so I'll probably be there. I got home at about one thirty last night, and it'll probably happen again. It'll probably be about the same thing. Is sleep even optional then, the rest of this week? Well, it's 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 not. You don't get a lot. You don't get a lot. Um, Friday morning, be in it. Um, well, we go on the air at ten Friday. We go off at. Uh, 7.30 or 8, I don't know. And then I used to do the 11 on Friday night and then have to be back at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. And eventually, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, this is inhumane. Texter wants, to know if there's, it. Texter wants to know if there's anything extra in your paycheck this week. Yeah. Or is there just an attaboy? The, just the attaboy. Okay. Just the attaboy. But, uh, um, so, yeah, I yeah. do like I just want to get to Sunday. And I always say, you know, Sunday of Derby Week is one of my favorite days of the year. And – the Derby is, I mean, we're on all day for two days and it's, 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 it's fun. You know, it's, I mean, you can feel the energy out there, but I love it when it doesn't rain and it appears that yeah. would not be the case. You're in, you're in trouble there. <laughs> uh, Connie, I'm in the paddock. So I'm standing in the middle of, you know, Connie will be with you the whole time. I'm assuming. No, uh, no? she will be out there. Yeah. Actually, they, this is the first, she started the morning show last year. So her schedule a little bit. Last year, this year, her schedule is quite a bit different. Like she's early for the morning show, and then in the first turn, yeah, with uh, Brian Schlonsky, who she does sunrise with till uh, I don't know, maybe till I don't know noon or two thirty or something, and then and then uh, then she'll be off, and then for Saturday morning, she'll go in with me. At, we go on the air at eight, and then we do. We go off at two thirty for NBC, but then right. we do a post show from seven thirty to eight. Yeah, you get those last couple of races where everybody's trying to get to their car, right? The get out races. We I don't know if we sh- think. We're- According to the script I got, you're showing them. I think I did. We lose Kent. <laughs> I think we. Hey. I bet he's running somewhere, and he got. I didn't. Into, I didn't go anywhere. Well, I I'm thought maybe you were. Here. You were because you're so busy. I thought maybe you just were going through a uh, a zone where there was no reception there. But all right. Yeah. No. No. I blocked this time out. Oh. Stay wow. in one location. I'm important. I feel important. Uh, do you have a favorite derby? 
you have a derby that you think you look back on and say, man, that was my favorite? I don't know. I mean, they all kind of um, – I'm probably one I went to as a kid. Oh wow! You know, I can remember watching uh, Swale come roaring down the lane, and I had picked him. So that that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I've got so many so many stories from every year. I mean, from I can vividly remember going out there, and my grandmother gave me her money to bet on Ferdinand because Bill Shoemaker was the jockey, and I'm walking <laughs> to the concourse, and they used to show prep races in on the monitors in the concourse. And I'm watching it, and I see Snow Chief just absolutely dominate him in the Santa Anita Derby, and I'm like, I'm not wasting your money on that. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And that that ended up being a mistake. It's a lesson learned. It's a lesson learned, Johnny. That's a difficult uh, <laughs> comeback, Grandma. Guess what? Um, I've got your money, <laughs> so but it's going to take me a while to, bet, to pay it to you. Don't handicap for them. Make the bet. Do you handicap? <laughs> uh, I mean, I this race, th- these two races, uh, just because. You know, we have to do so much coverage. And I, the one thing I really enjoy doing is watching. I mean, I, 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 Sunday I might have watched 50 races. Because um, I think you, I get a lot more out of that, out of actually watching the race. You know, you can look at the form, but you actually watch the race. You can watch the horse and see maybe what kind of trouble they got in, how they were running at the end. Were they reaching out for the ground at the end like they wanted more? Were they limping to the finish like, you know, they wanted no part of it? So, um, I, I get a lot out of that. That's why I think there's a pretty clear pick in this race. Oh. And uh, I was maybe for the first time ever, li- like, legitimately shocked when Mike Battaglia's Morning Line Odds came out on Monday afternoon because I think Epicenter is clearly the pick and um, looks to me, um, I don't know, I'd say much the best, but he looks the best. I mean, that. He, he beat a lot of these horses that people are liking were running at the fairgrounds, and he was beating them. And then they went to other tracks and won races. Um, you know, Zandon and, and Smile Happy and um, Cyber Knife, I think, was running at Louisiana Downs. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, now you're cutting in and out again. But I did get, I did get uh, your pick, Epicenter. I love it. Do you have a Do you have an Oaks pick? Yeah, my Oaks pick about as not going to get it. Not going to get it. He's cutting in and out, Douglas. He doesn't want us to have his Oaks pick. I feel. <laughs> By the way, Kent Taylor, Wave Three Sports Director, Anchor, Reporter. He does it all. You got me now. All right, go ahead. Yeah, give me, give me, uh, give I'm me Nest. Sure you're you're going to give me Nest. I know you are. No, I'm not. I'm giving you Kent. Oh, especially in ah, the mud. Kathleen O. She's going to drop way back. She's going to be last when they hit that first turn, but she's going to come flying at the end, and she's won in the mud and looked very impressive doing it her first time out at Aqueduct uh, last November. So I, I think Kathleen O, which, which to me, of all the stories, and there's a story for every one of them, I think that might be the best one. You know, an 83, 84-year-old owner who's, tells his golfing partner Shug McGahee he'd like to get into horses so he he's Shug says well you got to buy two so he buys two pays 275,000 for her she hasn't lost is there a better story that uh that than that this happen. year that doesn't happen I mean there's a lot of good ones you know we got the St. X family yeah uh the Mackins um who, who are after how many years yeah he 
Kent just doesn't want us to hear him. Uh, I, maybe it's me, Kent. Maybe it's a plate in my head. It's probably the plate in my head causing interference. La- I don't know what's going on. Is Bob I'm Baffert is Bob Baffert missed? Yeah, he he's missed, especially I think nationally the profile of it because people he's the face of the sport. Yeah, people know who he is. Um, I, you know, it's hard to say. Do they lose interest because he's not here, or maybe eventually gain interest by standing up to uh, you know some of the violations? Whether you you know I don't. I mean, different horsemen say different things, but there are rules, and obviously they violated the rules, so there's got to be some punishment for it. Uh, are you a Star Wars guy? It's uh, May the 4th, you know. Do you watch Not Star Wars? It, I mean, it's on me. All right, buddy, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your time. Uh, sorry about the connection issues. I apologize. Ha- no, that. no, have have fun this weekend. Hydrate. That's all I'm going to tell you. Hydrate. Could could you do a Chewbacca for me, though? As I <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Not bad, pretty right? Good. That was worth it. Not that bad. Was worth it. Thank, Thank you, buddy. <laughs> all right, bye. Ken Taylor, Wave 3 Sports Director. I came in today, and I thought, there's no way I'm doing Chewbacca on the air. I've done it twice already. That's crazy. All right, so Epicenter Kathleen O. That is the Kent Taylor Oaks Derby Double. So keep that one in mind. That's the Oaks Derby Double uh, brought to you by Kent Taylor Wave 3 Sports. If you don't hit, if you bet it and it doesn't hit, you know who to blame. You know who to blame. I don't want to talk about the Bucks and the Celtics before we go to break here. Celtics looked good last night. And look, I took the Bucks because of the points. I did think the Celtics would come back and win that game yesterday, last night. But I thought it'd be nip and tuck all the way, and it was not. It was... At one point, 18-3. to 18-3 in that game. That's when I wrote that one off. Now, you can't ever write off an NBA game. Uh, Milwaukee made a run in the second half, got it to 9 or 10, I think, at one point, but the Celtics pulled away. Jalen Brown was great. Remember this, and I said this yesterday. If Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum go 10 for 31, Celtics are in trouble. Last night, the combo of Brown and Tatum went 21 for 38. They scored 29 for Tatum, 30 for Brown. In fact, Jalen Brown, who couldn't hit the uh, the broadside of a barn on Monday, or Sunday, excuse me, he he almost didn't miss in the first half. He was incredible. Grant Williams had 21, hit six out of nine three-pointers. Uh, And they held Giannis in check. Now, this is what makes me laugh. The Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo had 28 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. And the perception is, and the reality is, the Celtics held him in check. They played great defense on Giannis. He had 28, 9, and 7. Drew Holiday had 19. They didn't have a lot of help out of anybody else. Portis, who had a good first game, uh, had a so-so second game. Uh, Brooke Lopez was in foul trouble all night. The uh, bench didn't do much. Pat Connaughton had double figures, but the rest of the bench scored seven points all night long. Grayson Allen didn't do much. Uh, and it's one game apiece now. Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year in the NBA, didn't play for the Celtics. And they still held Milwaukee to 86 points. This is the Celtics. What you saw last night are the Celtics that can win the title. 
they can win the title because they lock you down defensively. And if Brown and Tatum, they don't both have to have great nights. If one of them has a great night and the other one has a so-so night, they're still going to win if they play defense. And they played great defense last night without their best defensive player. The Celtics shot 20 of 43 from long range. And when you look at this, this roster, yes, they're constructed to play defense, but they're constructed to shoot three-pointers. Al Horford, their power forward, he took five threes last night. Now, he only made one, but if he's open, he usually knocks it down. Tatum shot 10. Jalen Brown shot 10. Uh, when you get to the bench, Grant Williams, I mentioned, was 6 of 9. Peyton Pritchard, the Oregon kid, 2 out of 4 last night. He's going to jack up some threes. It is a team designed to hit three-pointers and play defense. When you think, who's the center? Well, it's Robert Williams III. He was injured late in the year. He came back late in the Brooklyn series. He had 10 points and five rebounds last night, but that's not their game. Daniel Tice, he's the big man off the bench. That's not their game. Milwaukee had 16 turnovers last night. Now, Milwaukee didn't play well, but a lot of that is the Celtics forcing them to not play well offensively. Game three, both of these series, Saturday. So you got three days off. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that's right. You got three days off if you're uh, these teams to just regroup. Celtics will now go to Milwaukee, 3.30 Saturday, ABC. Milwaukee is a three-point favorite early in that game. And the Memphis Grizzlies will now hit the road, try to regain home court advantage. They'll have to go to San Francisco and beat Golden State, one out of two there. Saturday, 8.30, night game, right after the uh, Derby on ABC. Golden State is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at home there. But again, Gary Payton Jr. out for the rest of the playoffs, broken elbow. Um, that's just going to be a series where they, you know, Memphis is going to try to be physical and muck it up, and Golden State's going to try to shoot threes and be a finesse team and not muck it, not allow Memphis to muck it up, and we'll see who wins that battle. Because whoever wins that battle wins that playoff series. And I also believe at this point, now I picked Phoenix to go to the champ to the finals uh, against Milwaukee. But I believe at this point, whoever wins that Memphis-Golden State series is going to be a really tough out, whether they're playing Dallas or Phoenix. Philadelphia-Miami tonight in game two. Miami dominated the first game. Joel Embiid still dealing with the orbital fracture, the concussion protocols. He won't play tonight. Tyler Hero uh, of Miami got the uh, won the uh, six-man award in the NBA. That was announced yesterday. He averages 21 points, five rebounds, four assists. He was great in game one as well. He and Bam Adebayo both. Miami's an eight-point favorite tonight. I took him on Monday. I'm taking him tonight. Without Joel Embiid in there and with James Harden playing like he's 60 years old, Philadelphia almost has no chance here. Now, when you say that, they probably win the game. But it feels like they are just hanging on by a thread here. Miami dominated the second half on Monday. I expect them to dominate the game tonight. I'm giving the eight points there. Dallas and Phoenix, game two in Phoenix tonight. TNT, 10 o'clock start there. 
Phoenix six-point favorite. Uh, Phoenix covered the other night, but I took Dallas. And if Dallas doesn't foul at the end of the game, an unnecessary foul, they, they lose by five and they cover. I'm going the other way tonight. Phoenix is a six-point favorite. I expect both these games to be blowouts tonight. I think Miami crushes Philly's spirit and uh, pretty much ends the series tonight. But I also think Phoenix, look, Lucas scored 45 the other night, and they lost by seven. He might score 45 again tonight. I'm still taking Phoenix and giving the six. I right, will take a break. Louisville baseball with a big win last night. The NFL international schedule came out yesterday. We'll talk a little Major League Baseball. And is the NCAA going to impose a salary cap on the name, image, and likeness? We'll talk about all that after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the week, believe it or not. Is it Friday? No, it's not Friday. Final segment of the week. Thorne's text line is open still, 502-414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show. Don't forget the Big X golf cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at uh, BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake. You can play them all for under $25 a round, cart included. Get yours today. Supplies are limited. NFL brought out their international games. There are five of them this year, one in Mexico, three in London, and a new site in Germany where the Seahawks will play the Buccaneers in Week 10. We'll uh, look at that schedule. Louisville baseball with a one nothing win over Vandy last night in Nashville. First time Vanderbilt has lost, had been shut out in a non-conference home game since 2003. Big win for Dan McDonald's, Dan McDonald's team. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Bring in my man Ed. How are you today, Edward? I'm uh, good. I've just been sitting here, John, looking at these derby horses and I've got some play on words here. Uh, if you got oh, just no. a second. Do I need to get we the got... groan machine out? Am I going to be groaning at some of these? <laughs> you probably okay. groan. Right. You'll probably groan at right. uh, You'll be a happy jack. Oh, gosh. If, if you strike it rich, yeah. a rich strike, it'd be tis the bomb, make you smile happy with happy jack, and you won't have to say charge it any longer. <laughs> Yeah, well, rattle and roll. I'm saying charge Good it strike, in my, in my wife's lunch today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Rich strike and rattle and roll are also eligible. They're not even in the race no. yet, and they may not even get in. But that would be that would make you smile happy with summer tomorrow. Summer is. Course, we tomorrow. all know summer's not tomorrow, and uh, summer's happy close. Jack would summer's close. Yes, it's it's getting close. Well, Ed, you've uh, you've turned the derby. You won't. You've turned the derby into. You won't a, need a cyber knife. Into a simplification, that's for sure. Okay. All right. Now let's get serious. All right. Who's your here's winner? Here's who my. Well, I, I always here's what I do. I'm not a handicapper. I'm not an expert. I'm not any of that kind of stuff. All right. But what I do is I try to listen to about three or four at the maximum five people. And combine what I think is good information for those people. And here's who I think will be 
in the top four. All and right. I'll give you a Let me write this down. Winner. Ed's top four. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so you got to cover all bases. Oh, I'm going to bet them. Okay. I, I got to bet a little bit on them. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Give me the winner. Mo Dongle. All right. Mo Dongle. Uh, out of the one hole, that's Taba. tough. Taba. Taba. Taba out of the 12 hole. I like Taba, Mike by the way. Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Yep. Zandon. Zandon, your like uh, morning line favorite. Your morning line favorite. I don't like favorites in the Derby, but I do like uh, Zandon and Epicenter. Uh, now, here's the thing about Epicenter. Steve Asmussen is 0 for 23. Yeah. You might think he's going to win one of these, being North America's leading trainer of all time. Law of averages, he's right? Gonna, he's going to win one of these. Yeah, you would think What's so. That? Law of averages. You well, would... 0 for 23. Now, I know uh, the uh, trainer, uh, uh, Todd Fletcher, carried around that. For a long time. for 47 for a long time. And finally, not only did he win one, he won two. Yep. And how about 86-year-old D. Wayne Lucas? I felt bad for D. Wayne. Time. He got the 20th post position with Ethereal Road. I felt bad for him. Got him in. But it's, yeah, his 50th, it's his 50th derby runner. That's incredible. That is incredible. 50 of them. 50. Now, not, not, over, you know, not over 50 years. He's had more than one yeah. on occasion. But yeah. you know what? You realize this has been it's since 1999 since he's won the derby. And it was almost like, my goodness, I thought he he has four. And he was one one short of tying, or uh, two short of tying the record uh, who Bob Baffert did last year Yeah, uh, with, uh, with six. Uh, now, of course, he had seven, and one of them has been taken away. But uh, uh, to have uh, 86 years old and still be riding that every morning on the back Every morning he's out there. In the morning. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy's made of steel. <laughs> 86. I shoot. I'll be lucky to walk when I'm 86. Let alone get up on a on a horse. Uh, I'll never see 86. I'll never see it. I mean, he's in great shape. You look at him now. And he's in just the same. He hasn't. I bet you hasn't gained a pound in uh, in 30 years. First That's of all, I can't get up on a horse guy. right now, and I'm 58. <laughs> I can't even get up on a horse, and secondly, the horse doesn't want me up there anyway. So no, the horse, yeah, the horse would not want me. Uh, I wouldn't want to get up on his back, and I'd probably break it if I did. It's actually a little inspiring to go out there in the morning at six thirty and see D. Wayne Lucas on his pony, on his horse, ready to watch his horses run. It really is. And you know, he's he's out there in, in, in the morning. I know uh, D. Wayne Lucas is uh, incredibly interesting to listen to. If you go by his barn and you sit there and, and all you have to do is listen, you don't even have to answer a question. Yeah. Because somebody will ask him a question and he'll get going and he will just go on and on and on. He is incredibly, incredibly uh, interesting to listen to. Uh, kind of like Baffert. Baffert will uh, he'll entertain. He'll entertain. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, I, and I do think uh, because – that uh, Baffert's not at this derby and uh, be in the face of horse racing probably now for the last 10, 15, 20 years. The derby's missing him, not from the respect that, you know, he cheated. Uh, they, you know, they barred him for two years. Uh, he's going to be also barred from racing in New York for two years. But I think the, the, the derby's missing him. And I, I tell you one thing, the media crowd sure are. Yeah, he's always a story. He's an automatic story. 
and he will give you oh, stories. Absolutely. He brings absolutely. you. He he pretty much puts them on your plate. Here you go. Here's a story. You don't you don't have to try with him. No, he'll, you're right. He'll, he he brings you story. Now you get with some of uh, guys like Asmussen and and Fletcher and Chad Brown. They're a little bit uh, more uh, uh, difficult to deal with. Although I will say Asmussen and uh, and Fletcher have become a lot more personable, and obviously they've been through it now, and they know what to expect. Chad Brown, is he was here last year. I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he won uh, the, the race right before the Derby uh, last year. Woodford Reserve. He's still a little bit uh, – a uh, little yes, reserved is a, a great way to put it. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'll see you Friday for sure. Well, I'll see you out there on Friday. All right, buddy. Be careful. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, um, a little baseball before I give you my derby picks. The Reds lost again. They're three and twenty. Um, Justin from the morning show texted the show yesterday and wanted me to know that the bet of the the bet of the day every day is to take the Reds opponents and give the run and a half. So I looked it up. The Reds are three and twenty now after they lost six to three to Milwaukee yesterday. The team that plays the Reds so far this season. If you take that team and you give a run and a half to Cincinnati, first of all, you get better odds. You would be 17 and 6. You would be making some coin. Because you don't have to, it's not, you know, Milwaukee last night was minus, I think, 250 to beat the Reds, but they were they were only minus 120 to beat them by more than one run to give the one and a half. So you'll be making some serious coins so far if you bet against the Reds and give the run and a half. Uh, Houston beat Seattle last night 4 nothing. Dusty Baker, 2,000th win as a manager. That is some stick-to-itiveness. That is some seniority. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Oakland 10-7 in 10 innings. I bring that up because Oakland, for the second game in a row, had less than 3,000 in attendance. It was 2,815 last night in the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. The lease is uh, up in 2024. They're going to be in Las Vegas. You can write it down now. The Oakland Athletics will be in Las Vegas after the 2024 season, if not sooner. If Major League Baseball has anything to do with it and they can make it happen, they'll get them to Vegas sooner. Vegas now, remember Vegas, you couldn't have a team in Vegas. Oh, there's gambling, you can't have a team in Vegas. Vegas now has the Golden Knights in the NHL. They've got the Raiders in the NFL. They're going to get an NBA team, whether it's an expansion franchise or a relocation. Vegas and Seattle are the top two on the NBA's list of getting franchises. And I think it'll probably be relocation. Somebody like Sacramento, maybe, will move to Seattle. Uh, I don't know if Oklahoma City still wants to have a team. I'm not sure Charlotte still wants to have a team. But one of these teams, somebody is going to end up in Las Vegas in the NBA. And the Oakland A's are the, a prime candidate to relocate to Las Vegas. That's going to happen. I think you can put it in – you can almost etch it in stone right now. Um, nobody wants to go to those games. Parking at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum is $30. Ticket price, whatever it is. And I don't know what you do to save it. I mean, you're going to let people in free. 
you know, jack up the cost of a soda 50 cents and the cost of a beer 50 cents, hot dog 50 cents, you're going to get your money back. You're going to make money. You're not making any money now. Oakland's got the second lowest payroll in Major League Baseball. Only Baltimore, my Orioles, have a worse payroll. And that's what you're going to get here. That's what you get. When you don't pay the players, nobody – look, they had Matt – they went to the playoffs in 2018, 19, and 20, the Oakland A's, with a paltry payroll. But you got rid of Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, and Matt Canna, all the the Matts, in the offseason. They are rebuilding, and they're doing it in front of 2,800 fans a night. That's just sad. Didn't get to the NIL salary cap. We'll get to that uh, maybe Monday if there's going to be an NIL salary cap in college athletics. NFL schedule release, uh, they finally – May 12th is going to be the complete release, but they announced the international games uh, for this season. Mexico Week 11, 49ers-Cardinals divisional game on Monday Night Football. London, you've got Weeks 4, 5, and 8. Vikings and Saints in Week 4. Giants and Packers in Week 5. Broncos-Jaguars in Week 8. And then in Germany, for the first time ever in NFL regular season games, Seahawks-Buccaneers in Week 10. Tom Brady and Giselle headed to Germany to take on the Seattle Seahawks. All right, you want my derby picks? You get my derby picks. Why not? I'm going Messier. I'm leaving it all out there. The former Baffert horse. Uh, eight to one in the morning line. I'm putting him on top of of uh, all the other horses. He is going to be my winner. Um, in second place, money I'm throwing uh, in the uh, exotic here. I'm throwing White Abario in there at ten to one. I'm throwing Taba in there at twelve to one, and Zandon, the morning line favorite, three to one. I'm putting those three horses in second, and then everybody else in third for my uh, trifecta. But my exacta will be Messier with White Abario. Taba and Zandon. That's my Derby Day exacta. You're welcome. There are, you know, this is a race where there were so many years there where you couldn't bet the favorite. Then we had a bunch of a run there where the favorites always were in the money. Uh, a couple of wins there. Messier is eight to one. He's not the favorite. Zandon's the favorite. I'm throwing Epicenter out now. If you heard Kent Taylor earlier, he doesn't understand why Epicenter is not an overwhelming favorite in this race. He doesn't get it. but And I don't get it either. I thought Epicenter, when I was at the, at the post-position draw yesterday, I thought for sure Epicenter would be the favorite. But second choice at 7-2, to two, I'm throwing him out. You got to throw one of the favorites out, and that's what I'm doing with Epicenter. Am I going to be right? Probably not. But I'm all about Messier this weekend. I'll have him matched up with the uh, in the Oaks Derby double. I'll have him in pick threes, pick fours. It's all about Messier, my Derby winner. Bats baseball right after the show. I will see you back here on Monday. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.